This episode of the Chad Duke Show, we have our own sponsor. That is Spider Clamp. Spider Clamp is the sponsor of this episode of the Chad Duke Show. Want to thank him for sending over his donation to make sure that he is the presenting sponsor of the Chad Duke Show Friday show. Sent over 100 bucks, became the sponsor of this show. And uh, I believe it was our third sponsor of the week. So we're really appreciative of everyone that's done that, especially for you, Spider Clamp. Didn't have to do it. You're a great guy. You always bring steak and cheese burrito uh, egg rolls up to the Fortress of uh, Solid Dudes. You didn't need to do that. You've spent $100 on food alone in the last two months. Doesn't matter. Happy to have you on here and to uh, keep the good ship grease afloat. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, it was me. With a nickel-sized hell and a damaged wind, we rode over New York, never let us back in. We blew out the lights, kicked the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. They're scared of my music. Welcome in, everybody, to the Chad Duke Show Friday episode. I am your interim host, Gigantor. If this is your first time listening to the Chad Duke Show, I am the executive producer. If you're a return listener, welcome back. It is another rendition of the Solo Tour Friday episode. And as much as everybody wants me to come on here, or even if I want to come on here and say, oh, this is the only reason that's happening, you know, Dukes is a diva, had to make time, you know, dog got sick, whatever, you know, whatever that is, I can't really say that. We're having to adjust because of my schedule, and this is how the situation has presented itself. And in no manner can I go after uh, the true host, Mr. Chad Dukes, uh, for this because we did make a very strong effort. He made an effort, but it came down to the decision again where I could head this thing up. And if you liked last week, get ready for a treat because I uh, I might have done a little bit of show prep for everybody, which sometimes I get accused of not doing, but we'll see how it goes. And if it's your first time, basically I'll give you the breakdown. I'll give you a couple couple minutes of, of just my time and then I'll break down the show give you a little preview and then run you through a couple of the best segments of the week that we thought were very strong funny entertaining uh, or just uh, downright uh, silly where we are in the studio being uh, rather geese like it is a interesting day today because I am going to be participating in the Chad Duke show Rodcast Friday Night Hootenanny, and before I get to that, I would like to say the show is always presented by Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia, and if you like barbecue, go out and check them out, and if you like uh, drinking at a, a farm, a big old uh, farm, why don't you check out Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia. Monk's Barbecue is the presenting sponsor, and that is who you should uh, go and check it out. You should check them out on social media at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter, and if you do... 
Don't do it while you're hungry, I would say, or else you'll be very compelled to go and do it, or go do it when you're hungry. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. Go and, and drop a G in there. It's pretty easy with all the bourbon, all the ice cream, all the great barbecue. Do whatever you want. All I know is that uh, it's been a while since I've been out there, and I've definitely been yearning to get back out there, but main topic here, the Rodcast is reassembling tonight with Chad, Othello, and Matt Dotson, and this is not the original rendition of the Rodcast, which was back in 2010, but actually, I believe this is technically the fourth rendition of it with the list of co-hosts and producers that have rotated in and out, and... I was once a listener of that show in the audience when I was uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and maybe a hair lighter, Uh, (laughs) but uh, it is what it is, and it's going to be an odd experience. If you've been a, if you're a uh, listener that listens to every single episode, it's kind of, uh, just to pull back the curtain, it is a little odd to come from uh, where I came from as a listener to becoming somebody who is fully participating in the show whenever... Uh, drab had come on the show uh, or, or out to the live events it was kind of weird being on the the stage with him not because he was intimidating or or anything like that it was just a different realm where you're now a part of something where you li- used to listen to while you were playing call of duty in your parents basement which for the last you know until this past july is something that you could have said about me my entire life but Regardless, it's going to be a very, very fun show. You can find it on Facebook tonight. You can go to the Chad Duke Show Facebook page. 7 o'clock tonight, you'll be able to watch that bad boy. And the top donator, if you're not following the Instagram at Chad Duke Show on Instagram, we made an announcement what the top donator of this Hootenanny is going to get. And that is a one-of-one Gigantor art piece. And I have not done many of those. I've done very few, actually. Normally... When it's time for us to, to sign CDs, or I think it, the best of the first six months CD, I signed each one with a different little uh, character or, or sketch. And then I went to different, as my nicknames have piled up from the Hooding Colossus to the Clam Fan to the Kid to Gigantor to Tor to the Great Falls Sasquatch, whatever it may be. I, I navigated out from there, so my artwork has not really been on display much, but I did uh, do a, a portrait of a cat. Uh, and I, it is signed, it is a one-on-one, so if you are listening to this and you did not see that post on the Instagram page, you can become the official owner of a Gigantor one-of-one if you are the top donator tonight at 7 p.m. on the Chad Duke Show Friday Night Hootenanny on Chad Duke Show on Facebook. Additionally, we're selling shirts throughout the duration of the Hootenanny. If you want the Chad Duke Show broadcast... Uh, What's the damn word? Collaboration shirt. Collab. I'm gonna take a shot at you. Ready? Collabor. Hoy. Shun. Okay. Might get panned. Gonna get panned. Doesn't matter. Uh, that shirt will be available almost in a pop-up shop style way tonight D- during the duration of the show. As soon as cameras on Dukes, sh- uh, shop goes up. ChadDukeShow.com. Hit the shop tab. As soon as the cameras go off, shops close. So if you want it, you got to get it during that period. So if you're not even going to listen to the show, which I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you're solely interested in that shirt, between 7 and I would say 8.30 EST uh, is when you would want to tune in to get that shirt. But it's going to be a very fun time. A lot of things going going on tonight, uh, tonight with the show itself. But what I wanted to do was, if you're not familiar with the Chad Duke Show or the Chad Duke Show broadcast, I'd, give, I'd like to give a little... Uh, 
impromptu top five moments from the Chad Duke Show broadcast. And I know there was Thursday Night Football last night. I know there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the, the Jack House just lost a, a gut-wrenching game in kickball. I didn't participate in it, but I did have to hear the rest of the house talking about that loss for about an hour last night because it was done in a fashion. And I'll tell you this, they didn't want to be playing. They, they all year, all season, I've heard them bitch about having to play in this damn kickball league. And now they're in the playoffs and they lost. And now it's now they threw a fit for about an hour. But the Rodcast was a unique show. It was the first time I had, it was the first podcast that I'd listened to that wasn't like sports talk radio nationally. You know, I would sit, listen to Pharrell on the I Jody Mack, whoever, and play Call of Duty Black Ops 2, you know, when I, in high school. That's what I would do. And then I saw a post about the broadcast. I dove in. I realized this show is out of this world. And then it also had the world building where, similarly to Ron and Fez, which I started listening to a couple years ago, it took a little bit for you to really start understanding the nuances of the show, and that makes it a little more satisfying of a listen. I don't, I don't know how much world building we have done on the Chad Duke show. I don't know if it's been an incredible amount. Not as many characters revolving through the doors, uh, but I think we've done a decent job, at least with my, at least with me. I feel like people have learned a lot, probably more than I would want them to know in the first ten months of this. I wouldn't even this show, you know, I but that show had some really insane world building and a lot of callbacks. In my top five, I'd like to give you my top five favorite things about the Chad Dukes show or the Chad Dukes broadcast. Uh, coming at number five is the big husky story. Uh, I think this story came out in 2017. It was when um, Dane's dog, he owned a, uh, his family owned a husky when he was a kid and then Apparently, that dog had maimed the cat in the front yard and left the neighborhood uh, in tears, basically. But the way it was told and then recaptured by uh, Chad and Barty was laugh-out-loud funny. And something that is not funny, it is something that is, in real life, you see that, you're kind of aghast. But when you have a little space from it, you think about that scene in a comedic way, and it's just a story that's always stuck with me. Whenever I see a husky... Uh, rolling, walking down the street, I think of that story, and I don't know if that's just me and my fucked up head and the talk radio-like uh, mental illness that I'm drawn to, but that's what I think of when I see a husky, and I can only attribute that to uh, Big Dane uh, for that story. Number four, uh, maybe my favorite character in the whole show, which is the movie, uh, On Hell's Brother, and they filled, I think they did over 200 episodes uh, in a in the four-year span, three-year span that they were doing the show, I'd say probably 30 of them, of those hours, were filled up, could be filled up with the movie stories. And this is a story... It is a character that is indescribable. It's a character that, if you listen to the show daily, there are a few drops that we have. And whenever uh, Angel comes in, we do talk to him, and there is a, a references to the movie, but... For those of you who have been P1s of Chad's for, for so long, you understand why he would make the list. It is a solid number four for me, and I, I don't know why I only have him at four, but number three is so niche, but it's something that, as a listener of that show, would get me so upset that I had to involve it, because looking back, I think it is the probably the goofiest thing of this show. 
Uh, that is Othello's rap beef with Drake. Um, it was a uh, it was a one sided beef where uh, I think Drake dropped some album and Othello really didn't like it, and he he said that Drake was warranting praise they didn't deserve and that Drake's not that good and all this and that he was just trashing Drake and then. Shu just is saying, "Hey, this isn't about Drake. <laughs> this is about some. Uh, this is about you." And then he, Othello's ability to steamroll through uh, the 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 psychotherapy that Dukes is trying to perform on him. It's something. It's it's just the, such unique radio to have that happening, where just one host is is not even registering what the other is saying while making insane claims about. Uh, about a, a famous musician, a world-renowned musician. It is in there for me. I know a lot of people forget about that. I can't forget about it. That's my personal top five. Uh, that That's in my personal top five. Number two, uh, Dukes' Sean Coke impression. I've said douche instead of douche since 2018. I can't call so I can't call anybody a douchebag. I can I have to say douche, uh, a douchebag. Because whatever that channeling of a character is, and then he's done a pretty good job at trying to channel, I guess, the tour character he's done, you know, the mopey tour, uh, which is a, a poor impression of it, but sometimes I am rather mopey. He's done the the, the bro dog tour where I'm out there slinging dong and all that. Uh, but the Sean Coke character done by Dukes in this show, whenever it came up, it made the episode way better. And if you think this is some suck fest then so be it. I'm not trying to make it a suck fest. It's a top five because I can already see what's going to happen. Everyone's going to say, oh, Tor just came on here and blew the Rodcast for, for 20 minutes. That's not how it is. I'm trying to promote the show that's going on tonight. So I'm try- let me get ahead of the curve here and just say if you think that I'm getting too mushy with this shit, uh, you can keep that comment to yourself. I'm not trying to. That impression can't be done anywhere else. It's something that nobody, no, nobody who hasn't listened to that show will understand. How could you? There's too many layers to it. There's too many other characters involved with it to understand. I have never even met the guy, Sean. Never even met him. But I feel like I know him like a dear friend. And that's something that uh, that I'll never forget from that show. And number one, I would say, is the indescribability of the show. When I was when I would say, hey, listen to this, this podcast. I think you'll like it. People would ask, what's it about? And this is an old trope that I know uh, Dukes has been on for a while about how to describe the show. You can't. You can't describe that show. It's a show that you should listen to by yourself in a basement playing video games. Or on the, you know, I know a lot of people listen to the Chad Dukes show on the job site. But this show at least provides me with such fond memories of just tuning my brain out and listening to it and just racking up uh, kills to try to get a new camo. And you're just like, how do I describe what I'm doing right now to somebody else? And then how do I describe what I just listened to to somebody else? You really can't do it because it's so, it's not a deep show. No one would say it's a deep show. I don't think Dukes would call it a deep show. At times it got into some um, some themes where it was deep. We were talking about whatever was going on in the world, whatever. But there's layers to it. You know, the show was an onion is how I would describe it. And... I don't know how it's going to be recaptured again tonight. I know that I probably won't say a word for the first two minutes because if Shuden, uh, a fellow aren't, aren't riffing 
it, it, you could even add their their pre, their open the show with a freestyle about Dotson and it, whatever it is. It, there's so many layers, and they went down so many different avenues that um, if I wasn't on the show or producing the show, and uh, I was I was fired, and even if me and Dukes had a huge you know huge fist fight, whatever, and it, everything ended poorly, which is not on the trajectory to. But if that had happened, I would still have to tune into this show. So if you were a Rodcast listener, if you were somebody that enjoys this style, I would tune in tonight. And obviously, if you don't have the availability to, you can become a Facebook supporter. And if you do that, you can have the video to yourself, all to yourself, uh, forever. That's yours. Go to the uh, Chad Duke Show on uh, Facebook, and then you hit the uh, supporter hub. Click that. One other click, $5 a month. You can watch that at any time if you want to save that up for a Tuesday night when there's no foot, uh, football on. Go ahead, do that. that. That'll be better than whatever the fuck else you're going to watch. Uh, and then, obviously, if you're a uh, subscriber to the show, founding member, or um, otherwise, or premium member, that's the word. I, po- I post the, the episode every day. Click those two boxes. I forgot the term premium member. If you are that, that show will be up there for you on Sunday. Uh, so if you can't watch it or listen to it, you will still be hearing it. I just think it's going to be a product that while it's live, it's going to be pretty special. And that's how I can sell that show. And then right now, if I may, I'd like to sell you guys um, on some ball groomers. This is manscaped.com is what I would like to uh, promote for everybody. They've been a sponsor for the show, I believe, since March of this year. You guys and everybody who has supported uh, the show by using Manscaped and using the Duke's code at Manscaped, you guys have been killing it, and they have signed up for the rest of the year. I just want to thank you again for that because still being pretty new to this producing thing, when you buy that, it helps me out. It helps the show out. It, it, no, it, it helps me out. This is a, a advertiser that I landed, and uh, I know Dukes has said that on the show, so when you do that, it does help your boy out. Use the promo code Dukes at manscaped.com, and they have a bevy of everything that you would want. I am actually going to be uh, – I'm going to tell you guys, let everybody who wants to get in on this idea, you can message me. You can email me at tour at chaddukeshow.com, or you can message the Instagram. I'm trying to get you guys in on the ground floor. I'm going to pitch to Manscaped at the end of uh, quarter four here. I think I got an idea uh, for uh, brass clangers. You might be saying, Tor, what's that? Here's my pitch. Manscaped in their products, phenomenal. The Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Nose Hair Trimmer, the Ball Exfoliator, the Ball Deodorant, the Ball Conditioner. Uh, they're coming out with a bunch of new stuff. You're going to be blown away. It's all good. Their colognes are fantastic. They're, um, all their stuff is great. But I'm thinking we go luxury. I think we go all brass. I've, everything that is already provided by Manscaped, top of the line quality. You get it, and it's at a very, very good price. And with the promo code Dukes, you get 20% off and free shipping. You can't knock that. But I'm going to pitch to them brass clangers. You might say, Tor, what's that? Everything's brass. Everything. I'm talking your razors for your face, brass. Weed, uh, <laughs> your um, nose hair trimmer, brass. Lawnmower 4.0, made of brass. That's what I'm thinking. I, it seems like a no-brainer. So if you want to get on the ground floor of this, uh, we're going to have to get a production team set up. We're going to have a, a full pitch ready for them. But I could see them going into this direction. And, uh, you know, it, this does come, this idea did come for me. I was driving uh, and I, uh, I, you know, your mind just wanders, and I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about balls, and how ball humor has fallen so far away from general dick humor. I mean, dick jokes are great, but ball jokes I feel like are the unsung hero 
of uh, general uh, genital and, and toilet humor. So I'm thinking, oh, what, what would I do with this? How can I make some, some balls jokes? And maybe I'll write some, but I went to Brass Clangers and thought that's about the funniest term I could think, you know? That's the funniest thing. And then I said, oh, I got a Manscaped to read tomorrow. How about I, how about I put these two together? And then boom, now we have a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Reese, fuck me. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. If you want in on that, let me know. I'm going to be pitching that to them. But uh, manscaped.com for all your other needs for the time being. Use the Dukes code. That's D-U-K-E-S for 20% off and free shipping. D-U-K-E-S for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Now, we have the portion of the show where you will be getting a little taste of what happened this past week with uh, Shude's involvement. I know uh, everybody's excited to have Tor on the mic all by himself, but it hit in about 20 minutes. So, uh... I might as well preview what we had. We had a, uh, a review of the movie Dune, which I thought was one of my best personal movie reviews as I was able to not fumble and bumble all over myself, whereas if you watched or listened to the Fortress Film Society from last week, it was a uh, an abomination on my end. Uh, but uh, we get a full review of that, so I think you would have had enough time to watch uh, to watch the movie and then listen to it. Uh, pretty good flick, and then you'll hear all of our descriptions. There will be spoilers in it, so there will also be a spoiler alert, alert uh, warning on the uh, on, during the episodes. If you want to skip through that, you can do that. I'm going to leave it in. There's instructions, all that stuff. So if you want to uh, hear our thoughts on Dune, that'll be up there on uh, on this show. You also get our gambling picks presented by my bookie. We had. Some consternation at the beginning of this. I don't want to give everything away, but we give our locks out on Thursday. But this week, a lot's riding on it for our personal records. Uh, I am sitting at 500, and, you know, it's going to be a big week for us. We put a lot of thought into this one. So we wanted to give that out to you. And there is still a little bit of analysis and maybe a little bit of humor there uh, for you also. And then to close it out, uh, me and my pops went up to – Wisconsin to watch a, uh, a Packers game at Lambeau Field. So you'll be getting some of the recap of that. Get my uh, review of some of the foods, the sites, the uh, the game itself, uh, Lambeau Field itself, all the uh, all, all of the uh, the good things that that state had to offer. And then maybe one of the most stressful experiences I've had in a car that's ever occurred will be uh, included in that. Anyways, I don't want to keep here uh, keep you away from all the uh, the true audio goodness. Thanks you. Uh, Thank you for tuning in this long to hear my babble. I'm going to send you off with a uh, jackhouse for life, and then we'll get on with the rest of the show. Thanks, everybody. Big Shoot is gaming, and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Why don't we knock our picks out? Can we do that? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do that first because we got to tend to the business of the show. And, of course, this is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. You can bet on any app you want, but make sure you're betting on MyBookie as well. Use the promo code DUKES, D-U-K-E-S. They will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to a shitload of money. So, um... Rough week for your pal last week. I think I went one for three, but the overall record's still impressive. Uh, you anything you want to admit, by the way? Um, listeners have uh, taken yeah. the call from, from Big Shooter over here. John Connolly has decided to comb through every single MyBookie segment that we've done, every yeah. betting segment we've done. We have an updated standing sheet. Really? 
Does it does it give you more wins or me more wins? It gives. A, you want me to run through it? Let's hear it. Dukes still sitting at eleven and four. Eleven wins. Now it's eleven. It was eleven. Yep. Okay. Uh, Tor sitting at seven and seven, so I am not over five hundred. I don't. What were you yesterday? I was one over five hundred. I think. Also, oh, you shaved a loss. I, I had so many people message me in um, that you are cheating at our gambling game because you know I'm not keeping track of it. Why would you? First of all, what does it gain you? Who gives a shit? And then secondly, you know they're gonna catch you. There's people that listen to this show every single minute and pour over it with a fine tooth comb. This is a crime you can't. This is like not wearing a fucking mask. It, this is like not carrying around a butcher knife if you're Michael Myers. Look, I appreciate the listeners and their due diligence to correct what it is. Correct catch. We, we've apprehend. Ma- we've made a lot of picks. <laughs> Get sometimes, the fuck out of here. I'm not a perfect being. Hey Bruce. Hey Bruce. <laughs> how come every fucking time when I play Blackout Bruce in in, in frisbee golf? His score was always the one that would be better than he thought. It never worked the other way. It ain't just a mistake. You cooked the books. If I was cheating, why would I be down so Not bad so early? if you were cheating. I, you are oh cheating. My. Because you can't cheat enough to beat me. You just need to cheat enough to save face because you're the crazy sports guy. I'm a sports guy. Oh, I'm, no, I'm the crazy sports sport. talk radio. Look at me. I'm Gigantor. I'm Freddie Football. <laughs> oh, no, no way my record could be this bad. I'll save a win here. I'll save a loss there. You know exactly what you're doing. You're saving face in front of the audience or attempting to. Maybe now I got to go check the books and make sure you don't have guys coming here fixing it for you. How could I have guys fixing it for me when you count the fucking scores and you're the one that gives the scores out? How could I have guys fixing it for me? Because I believe that I could have made a mistake over eight weeks of NFL football. How many people have messaged me that you fucked up on keeping track of the scores in your own favor? Like a dozen. I've been waiting for you to fucking cop to it. This has been happening all goddamn season. People make mistakes. People are talking about me. All right, Fez. How come the mistake wasn't for Shoot? How come you didn't come in here saying Shoot has 14 wins? I did make a mistake earlier, and then I corrected it and gave you your win back in like week two. Again, after you got caught. After I caught you. After I said, hey, I bet that fucking game (laughs) too. it was corrected. Because you're lying on your behalf. What is the, okay, what is the scoring, the scoring as we have now for our bets? Right now, shoot 11 wins, 4 losses. Okay. Tor, 7 wins, 7 losses. Right, okay, yeah. Ant-Man, 0-3. Jester, 0-1. Well, I mean, who cares about their picks? Ant-Man didn't know the starting quarterback for the Seahawks. Yeah. See how fucking embarrassing that was? Thank you, John Connolly, for keeping track of the picks. It ain't just him, brother. It ain't just him. Look, let me tell you something. If you're lying about anything else, I would cop to it right now, because the truth will set you free. What am I lying about on this show? I don't know, Tor. I know you're capable of anything. (laughs) That's what I know. After Wednesday's episode, I know you're fucking capable (laughs) of anything. I want to know if Shoot's suspicious about anything. There's a couple things that I've been (laughs) suspicious about this whole time. Okay. But you notice I didn't come out of screaming and yelling. I just knew that you had that information now. It was given to me that you had that information. I haven't called you on it this whole time. I knew you were fucking lying. You know what? You get nothing. That's you. Bring it on. You lose. Bring it on, listeners. Catch me in the lies oh, if you can. Boy. Bring it on. I don't know if you want to do that. See how much I'm lying about. I don't about. know if you want to call out the listeners that way. All right. Get out. You want to go first? Give them a loser. <laughs> go ahead. Cost some motherfuckers some money. Why don't they just turn over their PIN numbers to you on their fucking debit cards? It'd be way easier than fucking sitting here trying to bet 
with your picks. Oh boy. Alright. Oh, fucking shit. <laughs> first. Oh. My first pick here. Cincinnati. Giving 10 to the Jets. This yeah. is Cincinnati who just deep dicked the Baltimore Ravens, who are looking strong. Mouth fucked them. They just destroyed them. The Jets are a bag of terrible. They do not have Zach Wilson. He's going to be out as well. I think 10 is a, an incredibly small line for this game. I see agree. how efficient they have been on offense and then on defense. You hold Lamar Jackson to 17 points. That's enough for me to say. You could hold uh, Joe Flacco to 17 points in the upcoming game. So, yeah, this is – I can't say it's a mortal lock because the last time I said that, Everybody, you know, was on my ass, but it's about as close No, 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 no. Everybody wasn't on your ass. It wasn't a mortal lock. You lost the bet horrifically. They got blown out. It was the biggest blowout of the season after you called for a mortal lock in the other direction. Everyone didn't get on your ass. They accurately reported the error of your ways. I lost money on that, too. Jesus so they're definitely digging the knife You a can't bit. control this narrative the way you think you're going to. Everybody knows what you said and what you picked. I do like this pick, though. This is almost one of mine I, until you told me that you were already taking it. Uh, yeah, Bengals minus 10 versus the Jets. I really like this pick. I think it's uh, it's not too cute either of a pick. I don't think I'm going on too much of a limb. Not at all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, your Atlanta Falcons. Oh. They are getting three points over the Panthers of Caroline. I don't know why you're saying, oh, no. Um, the only thing that's been going on with the Panthers this week is nothing but Deshaun Watson talk. Um Look, Sam Darnold was benched. You're talking about a Giants team. Think about this Giants team that just kicked the shit out of Carolina. Yeah. All of their players are injured. All of their players on offense are injured. They made light work of Carolina. It has to be one of the most disappointing performances in franchise history. I heard it characterized as such this week. The Panthers have lost five in a row. And here's Atlanta sitting at three and three with a season that matters after two wins in a row. Look, I understand. Atlanta is beating these teams, these bad teams, by very tight margins, but none of them have been as chaotic as what the Panthers are right now. Now, if they pull off a trade for Watson, some have figured out how to start him in the next 48 hours, we'll have that conversation. If P.J. Walker fucking starts, which I guess as of when we are fucking discussing this could still happen, he can cause some mismatches. He can run around. Maybe he uh, does a little shock and awe a la the Detroit Lions playing the fucking Rams this past week. I, I just think Atlanta's got too many fucking weapons, and at some point, a bad team isn't going to be able to roar back against them in the second half. 28-20 to 20 is the vibe I'm getting. I feel pretty comfortable taking Atlanta, getting three over one of the most chaotic franchises in the league right now. That's very good rationale, and uh, I, I just personally can't take that pick for myself because I know how ahead of themselves Atlanta can get. Two wins against two bad teams. They're going to get ahead of themselves. This, is a, this might be a worse team at this point. Uh, they, they bench their starting quarterback, and then and then they should, by the way. And and it's only getting worse for them moving forward. Still no Christian McCaffrey, by the way. Without Christian McCaffrey, they're absolutely inept on offense. Uh, the only reason you wouldn't take this bet is because you are a Falcons fan. Yeah. All right, very good. What's your second pick? My second pick, uh, Dallas coming off the bye week is playing Minnesota, and they are given two and a half to the Vikings. And every one of Dallas's wins this year, they have won by three points or more. So... I hate to say it, I've kind of become a believer that this team can consistently score a lot of points in the game. I know it's only we're going into week eight, but they have too many weapons. And Minnesota, for some reason, they like to step up against Dallas. It doesn't matter to me, though. I think that they fly around. I can never count. You can never count on Dalvin Cook finishing a full game, and it's Kirk Cousins. So I, I know that early season Kirk is never that awful, 
but Dallas is showing a lot of uh, strength with a two-headed monster, and, and maybe monster's a strong term, but Ezekiel Elliott's playing well, Tony Pollard's running the ball well, and then the receiving core has been really fantastic, I would say. Okay, um, I'd go the opposite on this one. I, I don't know, I don't like your vibe on Kirk Cousins. He's thrown for 1,800 yards, 13 touchdowns, and two picks already this season. He's coming off three touchdowns and zero interceptions against the Panthers. Kirk Cousins has been a monster um, for a couple of games this season, and I like I like the Vikings at home. If it was in Dallas, it'd be a different conversation, but we'll have to see. That's one of the reasons why I stayed away from that one, uh, is because I like the Vikings maybe to win this one outright. Um, and they're getting points, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Dallas is the better team, but I think you're off on the way Cousins is playing this year. They had a couple of strange games early on, but they, especially with Dalvin Cook getting going, I, I think the Vikings can beat anybody in the league right now. He just scares me when it comes to games against good opponents. Could it, be. It's just maybe that. That's I don't know if that would be his his legacy, but or that's a too strong a word as well. But what I get from him is when it comes comes down to, to crunch time. Someone else kind of has to step up as well. I don't know who that's going to be on Minnesota. Remember, be- he had three touchdowns and no picks against the Cardinals. That's a good opponent. Two touchdowns, no picks, 351 yards against the Bengals. That's a good opponent. Now they have the last three games, Browns, Lions, Panthers. So we'll see. Um, but I think that's going to be a good game, too. That's a good a game that I'm uh, looking forward to watching. You're going to be shocked by this one, Tor. Take the Titans getting uh, five and a half, well, excuse me, one and a half points over the Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium, 1 p.m. kickoff. This, of course, would cement the division for Tennessee. Um, five and two and road favorites over a three and four Colts team going into week eight. Coming off a big victory, let's call it that, on the road against San Francisco in the elements. Uh, Carson Wentz actually playing much, much better, but, but, um, they already beaten this team once, 25-16, to 16, when they weren't playing nearly as well as they are now, and they won three out of the last fours, uh, three out of the last four contests against the Colts. Carson Wentz, 0-2 in his career starts against Tennessee. Uh, look, say whatever you want about my rooting interest. It's one of the hottest teams in football. Uh, just because the Colts are playing a little bit better and they, uh, they're coming off of a road victory, it Look, just look at the two teams. Look at the talent around them. Look at the consistency. Titans are a better team, top to bottom. One and a half points is kind of like a pickup. As a matter of fact, if you wanted to, uh, I don't know. I, I'm taking the points each and every time. But if you want to look at that money line getting closer to kickoff, uh, just picking um, them outright, it'll probably be comparable at least. I, I don't, I don't know if the line's going to move. But um, Titans are five and two against the spread. Tor five and two against the spread, and they covered last week. Of course, five and a half uh, point dogs they were to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think we all know how that went. Look at the past two opponents, look at the way they've played, and then look at the Colts and ask yourself, are they one and a half points better than Indianapolis? Of course, the answer is yes. I would put all of the money you have available for you. If you take one pick this week, this would be the one that I would take. I uh, I stayed away from this pick because I had a hunch that you you would like that line. Uh, as yeah. I, uh, you know, I also very much uh, like that line. So uh, if you enjoy the idea of, of Titans, uh, you know, take, uh, winning this bet, Head on over to my bookie. Use the Duke's code. They'll match your deposit. And obviously, if you're, if you're not a big football fan, you listen to this segment, it's not the only sport that they do. You have the World Series going on. A lot of UFC. A lot of UFC. You also have uh, NBA has started back up. It's If you're not a football better, you have more confidence in different uh, different areas. It's all there for you. This is just where we are most confident at, I would say. Those are my two locks, but to I also took uh, the Bengals to cover the 10.5 against the Jets. I think that's free money. Uh, I also bet... I know how Geno and the Seahawks looked this past week against the fucking Saints in Seattle in a deluge. 
the Seahawks are only favored by three points over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, the Seahawks should be able to walk out onto the field and beat the Jaguars by three if they lined up backwards for every play. So I, I don't know what the fuck that's all about. They look bad against the Saints, but right now the Saints are a playoff team with a good defense and a bunch of playmakers. They at least have Alvin Kamara. Um, I, I don't know how that's possible. So I bet that game as well. Uh, not a lock for me, but uh, those are some interesting uh, matchups you might want to take a look at as well. Yeah, that Seattle game is just it's tricky because it is. W- when's the game that Trevor Lawrence steps up, and is there going to be one that his rookie year? You know, what, yeah. what's that game going to be? I don't know if it could be uh, versus Seattle at Seattle. I can't see a world where the Seahawks lose at home. Pete Carroll could start a quarterback, and I fucking they have to be able to beat the Jaguars. They have to. The world doesn't make sense if the Seahawks can't beat the Jaguars at home by more than three points. Okay, thank you. Uh, Duke's promo code on mybookie.ag. Check that bad boy out. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. Did you have a chance, young Gigantor, to watch Dune that came out this past weekend? I did. On Monday night, I watched the first half of it before that Monday night football game and the last half of it after the third quarter. Yeah, late night, huh? Uh, it, was, it was somewhat late, but not too bad. The game wrapped up uh, 11-ish and then... Uh... It's a long fucking movie, is what I'll say. I think there was like two hours and 40 minutes runtime around there. Yeah, but I wasn't going to finish out that dog shit game. Um, It was an awful game. Um, Probably one of the worst I've ever watched. (laughs) So, I mean, I think you made the right call. Um, So, Dune is, of course, a book. And then it was a movie. And now it is another movie. Uh, Two hours and 35 minutes at what it weighed in at 84% from the critics, 91%, 2,500 verified ratings in. Uh, that is a humongous score from the uh, the viewing audience. Um, and your personal life tour, have you encountered people that have watched this? Because I would have to say very much a mixed bag of how people reacted to this movie. The uh, the Bro Dogs watched it uh, before I did, uh, and I didn't know if they had a file on it. I didn't know it was something that they wanted to watch, and uh, I don't. I didn't have a, pers- a file on Dune whatsoever. I didn't know what it was, didn't know what okay. it was about uh, beforehand, uh, but other than that, and the, the members of the Fortress Film Society, uh, I haven't heard much about it from my, uh, from my circles. This dude that directed it also directed Sicario, uh, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Of course, Sicario also had a lot of the principles from this movie in that movie, uh, Josh Brolin being one of them. Um, did a movie called uh, Prisoners, which I didn't like nearly as much as the critics did. Uh, it's kind of known for Arrival. That was the big hit, $100 million. I think he got nominated, and then he did the, the Blade Runner reboot, which it's weird with Blade Runner, the fact that he did Blade Runner and Dune tour. I'm a big sci-fi fan. I got no file on either one of those. I, uh, I, I attempted to watch Blade Runner when I was very young, and I just thought it looked really bad. Like, the special effects did not age as well as some other um, sci-fi offerings from the time, Star Wars, The Thing, the uh, pieces like that. Um and Dune was very much the same, although the cast is unbelievable for the original Dune, including my guy, Jean-Luc Picard, Patrick Stewart. Never watched it, never had an interest in watching it. I just knew about the sandworms. That's all I knew. The only file I had on this going into the uh, movie was that everything they're going to attempt to do in three movies, they pushed into uh, one movie originally. And now they're doing the bit that Hollywood always does where they don't 
decide to make a one good movie and then if it goes well uh it's very obnoxious and also um kind of arrogant to decide we're gonna it's what they did with mortal Kombat. it's what they're doing with these halloween movies like oh these are gonna be such big hits we just know we're gonna make three of them um i just don't think you can count on that and i certainly don't think you can count on it for this movie even though they called it uh part one i don't know if you saw that when the uh, the title card went up it said dune part one it opened with 40 million dollars uh this flick did because which is i don't know how this works uh halloween kills made more than that and it was rated r and also it was available on the peacock app and said i I think more people have hbo max than have peacock but um i would say it's a respectable start for a three-day bit um Godzilla vs. Kong made $31 million in April. I think uh, Suicide Squad and Space Jam and all of that kind of failed to live up to the expectations. So this is somewhat of a problem that we've seen other than Mortal Kombat um, with the HBO movies is that I think a lot of people are able to stream them from home, which is what I did. I, I would not have gone to see this movie in the theater because I assumed it was going to be long. I assumed it was going to be bloated and I assumed it was going to be convoluted. Um, and I do a lot of bitching tour about familiarity, you know, we just keep rebooting the same shit over and over again. Well, I got to say I'm susceptible to that because then I don't have to put in as much brain power learning a new universe. Like I already kind of know the setup and that's why I think the Marvel cinematic universe for me has been, you know, kind of so easy, at least the first 10 years, uh, because I knew all the characters. I knew everybody that was at play already. And I was coming in with a bit of an advantage. I have the high ground Anakin. Um, whereas with Dune, you literally are sitting there, and I have no idea what's going on, and I get frustrated very easily. The one thing that I'll point out that I think they did really well is set it up. And one of the ways that they did it is whenever the, the stupid kid, I forget what his name is. He's I did not. He's probably my least favorite part of the, the movie. Timothy Chalamet. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> oh, he was, he was okay. <laughs> my wife kept. My, I mean, he's fine, but my wife kept telling me he's like he's um he's like a really big deal with teenage girls. Huge. He kind of looks like a teenage girl. Like I. <laughs> I was on that a little bit, but then I remembered how big Leo was when he was, and he looked like a teenage girl before, you know, he became the the biggest actor on the planet. So maybe I was a little bit, Um, but he's very lean. He's very small and wispy and just, you really have some heavyweights in this movie. I mean, there's unbelievable fucking actors in this movie. We'll get to that. But I thought they did a really good job of kind of explaining the universe and setting it up. And one of the ways I thought they did that is whenever that kid was sitting around watching a video like explaining what was going on. I thought that was a nice like narration instrument to be able to kind of ingratiate your uh, audience into this world if they haven't checked it out either. You you knew nothing about Dune going in as well? Not a thing. No, and I thought the uh, the opening when he was reading the book as well as the videos, right. that, that first scene, I'm like, oh, okay, so I, I'm getting this part of it, and I'm sure if they continue this, I'll understand more of it. Which I did by the end of the movie. I'm like, okay, I, I, it, it kind of came together, and I, I, I find a little bit of satisfaction with that because if it, I haven't been, seen a movie in a while, or maybe any that I can remember, that has left me thinking, wow, I don't have a clue what the hell just happened. Right. Um, the original one, the David Lynch movie, it did not do well in the box office, which is kind of interesting that, like, um, you know, they decided to go in on something this large. But uh, the visual effects were kind of what it was supposed to bring in all the uh, rubes and the boobs, the strap hangers, you know, the bridge and tunnel crew. They were supposed to come in because it looks so fucking amazing. 
Um, and I gotta say, uh, it does. It it was. It's a gorgeous movie. Um, the special effects are uh, flawless. They are fucking flawless. I mean, whatever the opposite of the Jurassic World movies, the uh, the prequels to Star Wars, where it's just everything looks green screen. I believed the entire time that we were on whatever the name of that fucking planet is. Um, and uh, y- you got to give them credit for it. It was massive. Like the ships are massive. And uh, I don't really understand why you have all this advanced technology and then everyone uh, resorts to short sword combat. That part still kind of evades me. Um, but the, the fight scenes were pretty good. I like the shield technology where they're yeah, like, was- fighting. That was kind of a nice gimmick. Um there was a lot of fun stuff there. Now, it's long, and it, it's a little slow. And I think from what I have been told from people that are familiar with the universe is that the meat of all of the action it, it didn't happen in this movie. It's to come in episodes next. I liked it way more than I thought. I, I didn't think I'd like it at all, and so that needs to be said. I, I enjoyed the movie a lot uh, more than I thought that I would. The last... 35 to 40 minutes really dragged for me really dragged because here's the problem and this is a spoiler if you if you still want to go watch it unfettered then you know fast forward a couple minutes you you have all these amazing actors right you have oscar isaac and you have josh brolin and you have all these different fucking guys and um they all get pretty much whacked and killed off roughly two-thirds of the way through the movie there's this big battle between these two houses and uh you know, a lot of these main guys are just dropping dead, dropping off. Yeah. And the movie was way less interesting to me when it just became about the effeminate boy and um, his mom. Well, I thought it was good. She's a good actress. And I don't know who she is, but she was very good in this movie. She cried a lot. She did cry a lot. <laughs> but I liked the voice. Like, the girl, you let me go. Like, I kind of liked all that. Yeah. Um, I... I the fact that uh, my guy Antoine Chigurh was in the movie and he and Josh Berlin was in the movie, and they like they had a moment where they had a little bit of a face off. I was a fan of that, uh, and I love Javier Bardem. But by the time he shows up, like everything's kind of already fallen apart, and having no basis of knowledge for this universe, when House Atreus gets completely annihilated in about five seconds, I'm like, well, what the fuck is? Why did we go through all that? Like, what is this, what is this all about? Like, I don't care about any of these other people you're introducing because you spent this entire movie building up this one fucking house, and then they get whacked out in about uh, five seconds. So, um, but I did like the, the different houses. Like, whenever you can kind of combine, like, a medieval universe with, like, futuristic technology, I don't know what that's called. It's some sort of steampunk, but it's not, it's like, space punk. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. I, I like that bit. It looked good. It sounded really good. Like the sound effects were excellent. Um, the scene where they're trying to get that one spice miner out when the worm is coming forward, I thought was really good. Uh, the worms are really big uh, and scary. So how cool were those fucking worms? Very cool. The worms are cool. I wish there were more worms. I assume there's going to be more worms. I can't wait. Maybe we'll have to take some horse dewormer to get rid of all those worms. <laughs> we'll just drop some of Victor 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 on the on the planet. Um, it was good. It was. It's too long. Um, the auda- audaciousness, I think, is the word. The audacity of saying it's part one. I guess globally, it's made two hundred and twenty 
million dollars. It did well uh, overseas. So I don't know. I the budget that I read it was 175 million dollars before marketing. So I don't know how much money this motherfucker has to make. Here's what I can tell you. I wouldn't have gone to the theater. Uh, the only reason I saw it is because it was on HBO Max. Now, would it have been better in the theater? I'm guessing with the sound and those visuals, yes, it would have. But I also wouldn't have seen it. So I'm a little torn about that tour as someone that is a theater proponent. Um, did you enjoy the film? I uh, actually 30 minutes into the film, or whenever they touched down on the sand, I, I, I had to look up where it was filmed. And I'm like, oh, because it was so aesthetically pleasing for yeah. me it was in uh i think the early part of the movie was in norway and the rest of it was most mostly filmed in abu dhabi and it was a just gorgeous because i don't know when that spice is flying around too and you just have the the glimmers of the red floating around the kids hallucinating off of yeah. it i'm just like this is just rad spice. and then the uh the the shots where they're looking up through the canyons and they're walking through there. I'm like, this just this kicks so much ass. The big moon uh, when they're traveling at night. It, it, I thought aesthetically it was just phenomenal. Uh, the copter design to look like dragonflies I thought was very, very creative. Yeah, I like those a lot. It doesn't seem very technically all that... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It seems like it wouldn't be something all that practical right you know <laughs> it's like a lot more moving fucking parts but yeah the, the ships were all real cool uh stellan skarsgård is like almost unrecognizable as the big fat leader of that uh other house my guy big dave i assume he's gonna have a bigger role moving forward he wasn't in the movie all that much jason momoa is just jason momoa boy like that's that's my impression of him um He's great, though. Look like you've been working out. Really? No. no. <laughs> the biggest problem I have, I literally write shit just for him now, I think, with the way that, because he's, you know, he's Aquaman. You know, he's the same guy in all these fucking movies, but he's very, very uh, charismatic. He reminds me of The Rock in that way, where it's just like when he's on screen, you're like, oh, yeah, I like that guy. Um, I had a huge problem in the trailer for this movie. If for, as someone that doesn't know anything about Dune, they show his character's uh, final scene where he holds the sword up to his head and the kid goes, no, and you're like, all right, he's going to die. And then that's the exact scene that he does die in. And, um, you know, if you're a savvy moviegoer, you can kind of pick up on some of that stuff. And that was kind of a big spurler. I, little did I know, little, you know, that everyone was going to die and that the, the only these two characters would be left by the end of it. So um, them and the bad guys. So um, it's good. It was good. If there was a, a second one, I would uh, I'd watch it. Uh, I've got a very mixed bag of reviews from people. Uh, I talked to uh, Pete from Shining Soul. He didn't like it. I don't think Fan of Radio liked it very much. It's very long, and uh, they could have made it shorter, and I think that um, probably could have put more into this movie if you weren't so desperate to make three, which with the box office looking the way that it is right now, uh, you don't know that you're going to want a, a, another one to be made because of how expensive it was. So, But those are, those are minor minor quibbles, I would say. I'd say the, the ending, it left me like, all right, where's the next movie? Right. Because, I mean, binge watch all this, binge watch everything, and you're like, where's this next movie? Because not even a cliffhanger, but we're in the middle of a, a big character development. Right. He take, took a big stride, and now he's with the Freylands. Uh, you know, he's he's dreaming about Zendaya and all this and that. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Who's Zendaya? Actress. I know that, but who is she? Uh, she started uh, as a Disney actress, and now okay. she's uh, not. She was in. The, she's in the uh, the new Spider-Man movies. She's MJ. She's Mary Jane. Yeah. Okay, I knew I knew her from somewhere, but she's almost unrecognizable in this movie. Right. So I like the blue eye gimmick. I thought that was good. 
Um, the cast is, you just can't fucking say enough about how great the cast is. I, I'm a little bummed out. I thought the guy that played the doctor that was the dickhead traitor. I love, I loved the, the bite that on the tooth and kill everybody. Like right. that was, that was a fun little bit of gamesmanship. Um, you know, there, there was a lot to like about it. I just, I'm a little skeptical that you, you, you killed off the most interesting characters in the, fr- and this, I guess the story is already there. The source material is already, you didn't have a fucking choice, but it'll be interesting to see what casting choices they make moving forward, considering how strong this cast was. Yeah. I, to not have Duncan Idaho, which that name feels pretty, it, Duncan Idaho feels pretty eighties. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, is going to be, it's going to be missing in the next movie. I think for me. Duncan Idaho. Yeah. Who's that? Jason Momoa's character. His name's Duncan Idaho? <laughs> yeah. Why would that be his character's name? That's his name. That stinks. <laughs> I know it stinks. <laughs> Maybe he comes back as a revenant or something. Are there revenants in this fucking thing? I hope so. I killed everybody I cared about in this movie. <laughs> um, I don't know what to think about Timothy Chamberlain or whatever his name is. I, I Maybe he's just getting old. Like I, I would just... He's like a 13-year-old... Like, I just don't know how how much ass is he going to kick? Like, he's just kicking so much. Like, you're, you're supposed to be able to, like, bring down this and I will become the emperor. Like, will you? You are? You? They killed your dad? They whacked your dad out in five seconds with the little hunter killer droid? I don't know. That part, he, it's a little difficult to believe him to be whoever this is, but I don't know much about him, you know? Maybe and to be fair, they've had that other actors that were that, that looked similar. I bring up Leo again. He looks very similar to me. Like, if you go back and watch Romeo and Juliet era Leonardo DiCaprio, you're like, well, that's the cutest girl I've ever seen in my life. And then he's, you know, fucking in The Departed and just the biggest actor on the planet. God, I hate it. I really did not like that. I had to watch that for a class, that Romeo and Juliet. Uh, that yeah. For a high school Boz English Boz Lerman, I believe. I think who also did... Uh, Moulin Rouge. Did you ever see Moulin Rouge? No, no, I have not seen. Moulin I could be Rouge. wrong about that. I'm, you know what? Let me check that out. But the, I, uh, if I'm wrong about that, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. I remember the, the teacher sold it. Like, look, they're all holding pistols instead of swords on the album, uh, the the movie poster, and all that. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something there. I didn't mind it. I, I but I was in theater at the time it came out, and so it was a huge fucking deal when that movie came out because they're like, look, it's making Shakespeare cool again. It's like, no, it isn't. Um, I remember. I remember revisiting that movie and being very embarrassed by it. It's sword. It's sword nine millimeter on the side. Let's yeah. put up our swords. Um, Claire Danes is in that movie. Who else? Pete Postlewaite. Like Lazamo is a big deal in that movie, from what I recall. I, I House know. Montague. House <laughs> Capulet. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Ah, it was. I was. I was corrected. It's Boz Lerman. Uh, you should watch. Um, if you ever get a chance, if you, if you ever run a woman again, which I know is not, that's not your mom. I know it's going to be tough. Um, <laughs> Moulin Rouge, they dig that. It's uh, way over the top. It's a musical, which is, um, may I, but annoying, but uh, still pretty good. I'd say still pretty good. Entertaining, lots of colors, lots of this. This is what they do. Anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, it's, the Dune movie, worth at least, uh, if you got the HBO Max, definitely worth sitting down. And it's good if you could pause it, go take a piss, grab a beer, shit like that, too. Yeah, I, I, I will watch the next one. I kind of was, maybe I'll watch it in theaters, too, because it's just- really. It's so visually appealing to me. I don't know it what is. it was. It was. It was. It was good. It was. I don't know. Bright earth tones. All that. It was just great. Bright earth tones. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Like. You know. Earth tones are normally just dark, and, and you know that's what it is. But they had some type of deal with the with the editing where it all looked bright and happy, even though sandworms coming at you. Yeah, sandworms are rough. Um, they did a good job too of spending enough time on that first planet that uh, House Atreus was on, to, so it wasn't just sand and like bleak and you know right. dry the whole time. Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. 
be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to. Friendos, it's shoot for Joe Azer. Did you guys meet Joe Azer out at the uh, Flying Ace Farm? I hope you did. He was there because not only has he been in the uh, real estate business in Northern Virginia for 15 years, not only is he a tremendous sponsor of the Chad Duke Show, but he's also a big fan, which is very, very nice. If you think about selling your home, you got to call Joe. He will sell your house for a flat 1% fee and cover your seller home warranty too. And if you don't know what that is, well, that's even more the reason to call Joe Azer. Call him. He'll explain why pay 3% to a listing agent when you can pay 1% and get better service. The Joe Azer experience. He's going to get the photos. He's going to get the online assets. He's got all the contractors. Anybody that you could possibly need to buy or sell a home. Not all agents are created equal. Make sure you talk to Joe, even if only for a second or third opinion. Before you decide who you want to work with, maximize your earning potential, sell in your house, and get the best deal you can buying a house with both. Joe Azer, 571-989-AZER, 571-989-2937. Call Joe Azer today. Hey, everyone. If you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. Saturday night, we're, we're rolling up, and Packers fans everywhere. Right. Just in the stadium, taking field tours, taking you know pictures with the – maybe it's their first time. They're, people are already hanging out across the street in the Airbnbs because uh, I guess people – Buy the houses and then rent them out Airbnbs for the uh, for the home games. Why wouldn't you? And they're they're getting a, a positive return in in eight weeks worth of, of of eight weekends worth of rentals. Yeah, it sounds like it's a uh, you know it's almost like a beach town, but like it, just it, it, that's what it felt like. Yeah, more sporadic. And then we're we're down there. We go into the um, go into the stadium. We we see the 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 Lambeau statue, incredibly impressive. The Lombardi statue, very impressive. I mean, because I've been to. Boston College and seeing the uh, alumni stadium, they have a, a statue of Doug Flutie out, out front of the uh, stadium, and he, you know, he's doing his big pass. I mean, little statue. These statues were like almost just massive. Like wow. Well, they, Doug Flutie's a little guy, right? <laughs> but still, I mean, little statue. These like twenty foot tall statues. It was it was incredible. You know how embarrassing the statues are out in front of Nationals Park. The ones where they're like they're trying to show the motion of the bat being swung and it just looks yeah. stupid. No, these are stoic football yeah, figures in the cold that are standing there letting you know their presence is felt. When did the um when did the renovation of Lambeau happen? I think I was there before that took place. I think it was either two thousand one or two thousand three, if I'm remembering something yeah. from my from the tour. I think it was because I think I, I was there and it I fucking looked like a like a high school stadium dude. right it was crazy so i mean the pictures you you showed me it looked a nicer it looked updated it did and then within the stadium also and i'll get uh get to the hall of fame stuff it no advertising hmm. very little to it's you got it on the video boards like you know miller light maybe a local uh, a big business locally other than that it's just green walls and you're like fuck yeah. you know they they renovated they did all this and that they're not it's like a it's solely for football and you're like wow 
you know, you go to Nat Stadium, you can't look you can't look anywhere in the stadium without seeing like Washington Post or right. Budweiser or whatever, whatever the hell is being advertised. Well, there's there. history, you know, and there's right. uh, there's an appreciation of that, which is nice. Very difficult to turn down those dollars. Like I'm not even fucking, you know, you make an investment in a building like that, especially I don't know how much taxpayer money went into Nationals Park, if any, but um, it's difficult not to say, hey, let's name our stadium something stupid because they're going to pay us $150 million. Right. But then you're stop with, stuck with jobbing.com arena and everybody hates your guts. That. And then, but I mean, they're complex, fantastic. Right. And then we uh, we walk up, get our little wristbands for the for the Hall of Fame tour. We start walking around, and they have I mean anything that's been written about the Packers, Man. anything that's been uh, collected. It, you know, you see people in the in the area with like a 1983 uh, Redskins Coke bottle. You know, you're like oh that's pretty cool, littered with that stuff. Sure, just all that. There was a I mean. And they, they did it in a way where it's just, you, you go from the, the start of the Packers to the end of the Packers. Just through their history, you walk around, you see Lombardi's office, which kicks ass, like it's right out of the, the 60s, the same chairs, same type of phone, uh, just a whole bunch of memorabilia. It, it, Bart Starr has like four of his championship rings in there. You just So many of the Packers players gave shit for that museum, and you're like, wow, like it, it's tangible, and you... There's people, boyfriends and girlfriends going and doing this this tour before the game. I'm like, Any what? Amon Green stuff? Uh, I I love Amon Green. There could have been a pair of Amon Green cleats, I think. What about Dorsey Levens? Oh, I can't remember. He's a big fan. We uh we sat, we stood in front of the Reggie White jersey for a little bit. Like he, that. He's awesome. <laughs> I have an Antonio Freeman game-worn jersey. I, oh, I think there was a Freeman Freeman's, gloves in there. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. And, he did what? That's the, uh, the Al Michaels call. Uh, 1919, the Packers were founded. Yep. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. And then inside, there's a, uh, a restaurant and bar, 1919 restaurant and bar. People go in there, do the tour, eat there. We went to, went to Kroll's West after that. But, you know, we when you're walking through that Hall of Fame after the after you get through all the memorabilia stuff, you're looking at the, the footballs with the G and the face of the player on it. You're like, God damn, these people, the, the, this team – has been around for so long. You're right. like, it, it, my granddad's favorite team. All, all this stuff. He knows all these players, and I know my section of players. My dad knows his section of players. You're like, the people that have been living in this city or this town, they know all of it. But they, it's also been family to family to family. They just all that history is known, and it's felt when you're walking through it. He's a, is your granddad's favorite team? It was, yeah. So he likes the team more than Taco, right? Probably because he kept the team, didn't keep Taco. Just want to remind everybody of that in case we lost that. Right. Um, how was the game itself? How was uh, the game day? I've never been to a, a game in Lambeau. The game, uh, it was pretty, pretty great. I mean, because everybody's tailgate. It starts at noon. I saw you were wearing the Chris Cooley jersey. <laughs> That's right. Saw that. Well, I, every every Skins fan that was there was either giving me a nod or walked up to give me a high five. I'm like, you know, this is just what I'm repping, but you know, I'm kind of here just for a good game. You know, we took the Packers you didn't to say cover. There. Did you just say yay? You could just you just were nice to them, right? Yeah, I just you didn't gave, say yeah. I'm not really rooting for the team. No, I just gave them like a finger gun. You know, a finger gun. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what. I, and then, uh, so we're we pull up to the stadium. How many it, uh, Redskins fans? Uh, not that many. I don't think so. Yeah, looks very sparse. I imagine it's tough to get tickets for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so we're walking around, we're tailgating, or we just ev- around the whole complex is people tailgating different types though then you you get to the the place where you go walk into the stadium light tailgates and you go around to the back of the stadium at least from where we entered uh tailgate tailgate town where it's just a mob of people everyone's parked there that's where people are going to be setting up with their tents and stuff and then we uh 
we met up with uh, Casey, a listener of the show. My brother was there. Uh, not, not, not your what brother. What was he doing there? Uh, but uh, <laughs> It's weird because he was watching football with me. <laughs> Getting him blackout drunk. Uh, but we uh, met up with a, just wanted to give him a... Does he, li- does he live up there? Uh, he does live up there, yeah. Oh, okay. He's uh, from the D.C. area, which is where he started uh, listening to the show. Oh, cool. And then um, lived up there, moved up there, and then... Met him, met his family, uh, his pops, his wife, all that. Incredibly nice. Mm. And then uh, they got we got hooked up with the uh, steak sandwich, nice. which was fantastic. We got also hooked up with a, a little a little bowl of uh, beer cheese and brat soup. When you're getting a free steak sandwich, do you and your dad just like elbow each other in the ribs and chortle oh, to was, each other? We were just like, oh man, that's the Super Bowl right there. Oh, we were we couldn't have been happier. We saved eight bucks, son. <laughs> this is why I'm going to let you continue to be my son. Because you, did you say, Dad, this is a listener to the show that I'm on? Like, uh, I just technically, this is, you know, the steak sandwich is on me. I could see you doing something like that. Uh, he, he picked up a lot of checks. I, oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. And did Tor pick up any checks? Tor picked up a couple beers. Okay, that's nice. Tor picked up some hot dogs, jumbo hot dogs inside, which is pretty damn good. You think Tor will pick up his own cell phone beer, uh, cell phone bill at some point? Uh, Tor's picking that up. What about his uh, car insurance bill? Uh, very low, but he's picking it up. What about his health insurance bill? <laughs> no, they're not picking that up until he's 25. Christ. But uh, yeah, the, that uh, part of the tailgate was uh, was pretty great. They were very nice. Got some tube meats with them. Tube also. meats. That was great. Um, it, it was cool to have. You know, it was an environment where if we walked up with a, a, a six pack to anybody, we could just be like, "All right, cool. Hey, what's going on?" And just start the tailgate. But having someone there to you know that had a little bit of familiarity with well, it was was nice uh, to do that with. So, what were you going to do if the listener wasn't there to tailgate? Were you just going to? bounce around to people like what was the plan we probably would have bounce. i don't know if we we did a, a walk around the full stadium to get it all to, to kind of soak it all in see what the whole scene was like i mean there are places where you could uh, pay like eight bucks and then you get drinks for free food for free or not for free but that you know you could just go up hey can i get a, sure. a dog can i get a beer and they're like yeah sure you paid your eight bucks that's how that's how it works so there's there's ways that you could tailgate without having to uh, to know somebody also but their setup was great they had you know cheese curds they had it all it was a it was did a, you shit in the stadium didn't shit in the stadium, no. Okay. No. I would. That would be my primary worry about going to Lambo because I know there would be no way I wasn't going to eat a bunch of cheese curds and hot dogs and kielbasa and then uh, right. and then drink a bunch of beers. And I just assume at some point you're going to have to shit in the stadium. Yeah, we uh, we held off on that. It was only a, a two-beer limit when buying, though, so I that's had to make some runs. That's terrible. Um, Did you have the runs? No, I didn't. Oh. I actually... I actually would buy two beers, put them in the front of my jeans pocket, just the cans, and then I would buy the two draft cups and and talk walk okay. those back. So we would did get... they pop the tops of those? Because you get your pants wet. Nope, no. Nope, that's weird. Back. I mean, that's nice because generally they do that. This is to kind of facilitate you not being able to buy more than one beer. They did that at the the Hotel Marriott uh, Courtyard Marriott uh, Hotel Bar, though. They, they okay the tops there. Okay, did a good amount of drinking there. The Hotel Marriott. Yeah, one room. The, the Courtyard Marriott. One room. Yeah. One toilet. One toilet. One bed? Two beds. Okay. A lot of dad snoring. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why you can't do that. It's fine, though, because... Dad I w- snoring. I would get I would get good and drunk sitting downstairs at the hotel bar. I'd By go yourself? Up, oh, my dad was with me the first night. Second night, he said, I'll let him go down there. <laughs> I was just watching the India uh, 49ers game there. Oh, okay. But the... Um, so I, I wouldn't be that I love affected. drinking at the hotel bar. <laughs> I love it. And then you could travel around the lobby with the drinks. I was sitting in the big cushy chairs in front of the good TV, all that stuff. <laughs> You do feel like you're getting away with something, don't you? Like walking yeah. around the whole lobby with a beer. I don't know why that's so satisfying, but it is. You can always donate to the Chad Duke Show using the donate tab on chaddukeshow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product, and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. 
a wonderful week of the Chad Duke Show. I'm glad if you listened to all the episodes uh, this week, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it. And hope you're tuning in tonight for the uh, Chad Duke Show Friday Night Hoot Nanny uh, featuring the Chad Duke Show Rodcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Additionally, if you want the Chad Duke Show and Rodcast uh, collab shirt, uh, that'll be available during the Hoot Nanny. And then after that, it will not be available. So make sure you're tuned in. And then also, top donator for tonight's Hoot Nanny, getting a one of one Gigantor picture. I covered all this in the beginning of the show, but I really want to nail it home. That's where you should be locked in tonight. Seven o'clock Facebook, Chad Duke Show. Next week, going to be a fun week, going to be a fat week. This week, super fat. Uh, definitely fatter than it needed to be. A lot of scheduling constraints. Would like to thank Dukes for the flexibility that he was able to show uh, throughout the week. I know it is not easy when you're dealing with uh, people with different schedules and having to manage that. It is something that I've had to learn and he's had to learn and we've all had to do it because it is a pretty set schedule when a wrench is thrown into it. We have to adjust. So I know last week I came on here pretty brash about the uh, the levels and how I like to sabotage the show and get a sweat on. It's all true. All that is true. Uh, but this week I can't really be so uh, so outward about my truths. So I'm going to just say uh, thank you about the uh, flexibility because I know everybody likes to hear Dukes' voice. He is the one that's uh, that's selling the show, and that's something that needs to be said. And then uh, th- that was actually the uh, when the board was going down, he had a funny ass line. He said, "Tori, you like your apartment?" I said, "Yeah, I do." Well, you know, if they can't hear my voice, then it's going to be hard to keep the show uh, happening. And I said, "Okay." And then he said, "That means." that you would lose one of your two jobs <laughs> and then not because of firing, but because he would, there would be no way for him to get his voice across. Maybe because of firing too. I don't know. Uh, but he said, okay, you need to get the voice across and he, it, it's my voice across. I'm like, Oh, there's the truth. <laughs> so, uh, I hope there was enough of uh, Dukes's voice in this show for you. Uh, hopefully next week we're going to get that, uh, back and rightened. Uh, but again, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, thank you for subscribing and listening to the show. And if you are a listener of this show that does not pay for it, the least, the very least you could do, shoot this link to a person say, hey, you might like this. You might. And if they like it and they end up subscribing, then that's a point for you and that's a point for us. And the home team's winning. Everyone's cheering, going home, having some more drinks, watching a good movie, jacking off, going to bed. Waking up the next morning, late for work, scrambling. Why'd I drink? Oh, why'd I jack? That put me to sleep too fast. Oh God, boss is mad. Oh shit, dumping within the first 50 hours, uh, 50 minutes of work. Oh my God, gotta dump again an hour 30 later. What's going on? Why'd I drink so much? Why am I, why am I so stressed out? This is an awful way to start a Monday. All that can happen. All that can happen for you. If you refer somebody to the Chad Duke Show. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week with another free episode. And then for everybody who is a subscriber, you'll get your episodes next week. Uh, As always. Thanks, everybody.